Here's Arizona's cannabis market and what investors and entrepreneurs need to know about Arizona legalizing cannabis as part of those five states that occurred back in November's election. But since then, you have this state that's kind of standing out from the pack by implementing and launching its adult use market in February of 2020. So sales took off, uh, taking uh, $2.9 over the first 10 days. We're going to dive into what the Arizona medical and therefore uh, recreational markets are going to look like coming up it's only entertainment welcome back to the talking hedge i'm josh kincaid capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast so uh back in january arizona was the 10th state in the u.s to have adult use cannabis uh, so looking at um, some already developed medical markets out there, although limited, I'm talking about like $25 million for one license, whereas like in Washington, um, you know, you could have bought that for a couple hundred dollars. And then in some cases, if it's rural, you literally give it back to the state, which I've seen. So you're not getting 25 million, that's for sure. So that's why uh, Arizona is kind of an, an interesting market is because of its exclusivity or, or limited uh, access right now. Not great for patients, um, but some of these people short-sighted, short-term are thinking that, you know, this is going to equate to higher margins and, and better sales uh, bottom line for them. In the long run, you know, we're really looking at um, there's going to be expansion, although two years you can make a lot of money. So they will make a lot of money. MSOs will come in, buy them out. But what happens with federal legalization? All of that is probably going to go to the wayside. Um, a lot of these distributors and um, traditional um, folks that are in the supply chain are going to take over and diminish those market shares significantly. You're already seeing in California direct um, producer to consumer sales bypassing retail altogether. So all those multi-state operators are already screwed big time. And if that trend continues, even if it's only California, it's fifth largest economy in the world, uh, it's going to be significant. So a lot of people paid a lot of money for licenses that are literally getting uh, worked around um, and not a part of the, the system right now. So I, I would anticipate that to happen a lot more, especially with federal legalization. Uh, a lot of these licenses are going to be um, ignored, obsolete, worked around as you have distributors online and everything going directly to consumers. So that's what I would look at. But let's dive in and see what the numbers might look like overall with sales. So at the end of 2020, we saw almost 300,000 active medical patients. That's a 34% increase from the 2019 totals. Qualifying conditions are expanding, uh, but still it's highly regulated. So we're seeing a mandated vertical integration. That's great where you have producer, processor, retailers that uh, are forced to, to have that vertical integration, but yet you're capping licenses at 130. So while that's okay, um, I mean, look at how many liquor stores there are or whatever the equivalent. So while I would say that um, Oregon's 3,500 and Oklahoma's 7,000 licenses, way too many, uh, there's gotta be kind of a happy medium there. 130 is great for probably Phoenix. Think about how many 7-Elevens there are. So um, I, I think this is gonna have to expand significantly in order to benefit the entire state. Out of the 130 existing medical licenses, 12 are social equity applicants. So, I mean, there's got to be more than that. Uh, try and expand that if they can. It seems a little, little low. Um, looking at uh, 
the anticipation of, of sales. So at the customer level, there's an increase uh, of threefold, according to BDS analytics, they're, um, they're anticipating from the existing uh, expansion, uh, opening up stores, this isn't like same store sales, but just kind of opening it up um, and providing the, the opportunity to buy, that's going to obviously have a, a skyrocketing or hockey stick effect for that threefold increase to occur. Um, expect long lines, everything we've seen in Illinois and everywhere else, as soon as they open up, um, you see really expensive everything. <laughs> flour concentrate, concentrates will be 60 to $80 a gram. Um, flour and everything, probably $20 a gram. And that's because of low supply. So it's limited supply. Everyone kind of gets away with these high prices. And then as soon as there's more supply, um, even though the demand is constant, uh, that price will come down eventually. Um, looking at total number of dispensaries, expecting to top out at maybe 160 under the current legislation. So they're, again, I have to figure that out and kind of expand. Um, maybe local municipalities will push for that uh, and try to get some more. Um, and so there's a 16% excise tax is not applicable to medical sales, same thing in Washington. And there's a 37% tax. However, they'll take 10% off. 10% is the sales tax. And so um, there are some places like on Fridays, you can get 30% off. Um, that's what I do. Go out, get a vape pen, get an ounce, uh, get 30% off. So that's how I roll. <laughs> So the local Department of Revenue is already saying that their figures might not be entirely reliable due to jumbled tax collections and incorrect reporting from some stores. So again, I mean, you can launch this already. It's there's already software available. Uh, should everyone should be on board from the very start. So when you're taking in 2.9 million over 10 days, uh, with sales reaching 120 million, you might want to have your your ducks in a row before you you start taking in that revenue there. Let's look at some uh, pros and cons for the market. Investors love the idea of having vertical integration with a limited uh, license cap, making for ideal investors and current operators uh, for that revenue opportunity because of obviously limited licenses means you don't have a lot of competition. Vertical integration means you can control the price from seed to sale. Uh, and then there's a lot more opportunity for you to kind of take all of the, the margins along the way. So it looks like the total social equity licenses are going to be 26, but they're not going to offer any more than that, which I think two dozen for any one state is ridiculous. Um, but that uh, each license increase in value over time. So they're anticipating you can add 10 to 15 million in value to each license because of the competitive pricing for, for all of those products. So for places like Colorado and Oregon, they've had to discount products due to oversaturation in the market. Arizona is not going to have to deal with that because of the limited competition. Um, unfortunately, without delivery, a lot of these patients are going to have to either stand in long lines or travel pretty far. So uh, the cons to that are that it's limited, right? You don't want to limit patients and their ability. This isn't um, like you can just have a dry county. Like there's places in Texas and even Washington that, that don't serve alcohol on certain days of the week or at all might be dry entirely. So each to their own, that's their own prerogative. But, um, you know, I think if they're going to be selling alcohol. They also need to be providing an opportunity for people to not have to drive certain long distances or ha again, have delivery. That way people don't have to have the brick and mortars. In 2019, visitors spent $25.6 in direct travel spending for tourism in Arizona. 
So that has some MSOs like TrueLeave uh, looking at Harvest Health. There was a $2.1 billion all stock deal, no cash. <laughs> so TrueLeave uh, announced that it's going to acquire Harvest Health. Harvest Health acquired um, a, a store out of Washington State, Have a Heart, um, which had their own issue in California when they when Have a Heart went into a deal with um, high times and there was a social equity applicant that got really, really screwed over. Um, so hopefully that, that all got figured out. But the other problem that a lot of these companies are going to have a $2.1 billion all stock deal, what happens with, with uh, federal legalization and you don't have these, this exclusivity and you, you're going to have to dilute all of your shareholders. TrueLeave is already asking, or not TrueLeave, um, Brandon Kennedy up in Canada is Tilray is asking to dilute their shareholders. So like, when did it, when does the madness stop? You're investing in these companies and they're still asking for dilution. They're not looking at federal legalization. Canada producing $6 a gram we've said is not going to work out when, you know, South America, Colombia specifically is doing it for, you know, let's say 15 cents a gram. The U S is doing it for a buck 30. So you know, um, trade all day long, but this isn't investment long-term. These companies are looking at a very, very short-sighted uh, because once federal legalization happens, poof, valuation is plummeting dramatically because you don't have that exclusivity anymore. So that's my concern. Uh, again, I would trade all day long, but, um, you know, uh, invest wisely. But, you know, this isn't investment advice. You know, like Jay-Z said, it's, it's only entertainment. entertainment. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.